Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright. Right over there, habitually, Nikki Kinzer. How are you this fine uh, this fine Friday afternoon? I'm good. It's a little busy in our household. We've yes. got school starting this week, and uh, that's crazy because I am one of those parents. Hold on and get ready. Yeah. I am not looking forward to this. What? <laughs> I'm not. Why? Because it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because I had a conversation with my sister the other day and she's like, oh, aren't you so excited? Your parent, you know, your kids are going back to school. I'm like, no, I'm not because I don't like, or I actually, I should say, I like the lack of structure. I don't even know what to say to that given this show. I know. <laughs> You're breaking everyone's brains. I know. I'm just being truthful. I like that. That's good. <laughs> but yes, I like the I liked the lack of structure and I liked just sort of, you know, being able to kind of just do what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it. And <laughs> it was it was just been a nice summer and you know, I still managed to get a lot of work done, but I just didn't have to necessarily do it at a certain time and now that they're back in school, I have to get up at a certain time. I have to help them get ready i mean it's just crazy <laughs> well you so. know i can i can i can relate to that we're we're a split house right now so one of my kids is back in school the other is not and it really has highlighted the central frustration for me which is the summer is long and they're ready and my my daughter is ready she is she's bursting at the seams to have something to do and uh and and so that's the part for me that i don't like to watch like it's just i feel for her that uh that they're you know that uh, the world has moved on to back to school mode and this one district is still you know Waiting. plotting away for the after labor day start and the house is quiet and she's just you know she knits she's knitting She's oh. literally a spinster. Uh, and uh, and so she's, uh, you know, she blessedly uh, track has started. So cross country started this week and she she has been, you know, three to five. She's been running and that has been a, a massive relief for her energy level just to be able to burn something off at the afternoon but oh absolutely but but it's hard it is really hard and so i'm i'm with you i also like the lack of structure i think we're both sort of blessed with having that freedom to to you know make good use of it during the summer but uh my goodness i i hate watching them frustrated 
It's good to watch them bored, but when they're when they're frustrated, that's that's a different story. Well, and they have to learn. Yeah, you know, I guess they do have to go and 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 learn some things. Right, right, <laughs> so, truly. But yes, that you know, so it's bittersweet. I mean, I think that it's probably going to be good for me in a lot of ways. It's going to be good for definitely, like you said, the kids and and uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm just sort of, I'm just kind of like, eh, about yeah, it, yeah. you know. Well, but that's all right. You. I That's all right. Once we get back into the routine, it's going to be all good. So. Routine is great. So did they did they start this week or they're starting next week? Well, they start this week. Okay. Yeah. So they haven't actually they haven't actually started. My daughter okay. starts tomorrow, and then my son starts the next day. So all right, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all good, and we are talking about tiny habits again uh, today. A, a, a little bit of a refresh. Very much looking forward to that. Before we dig in, head over to takecontroladhd.com. Get to know us a little bit better. Of course, listen to the show right there on the website, or subscribe, please, 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 to the mailing list. You'll get an email when the latest episode. Uh, arrives each week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD and call us at 503-664-4ADD and get your question, your thoughts, your voice on this very show. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget, Organizing Your Space Your Way added some additional content to it this week, yes? Yes, I did. Very exciting. Yep. A couple little audio videos and a new article and yeah. I Excellent. love doing that. Never a better time to jump into organizing your space your way at TakeControlADHD.com. It's a self-directed, uh, fantastic uh, tool that will guide you through organizing any space in your home. And you actually, it's self-guided, but you do have support. So if you have a question, you're going through the program and you're not really sure how it applies to you, you have the opportunity to write that question down in the comment section and uh, somebody, either myself or somebody else from my team will get back to you. And uh, you never know, somebody that's taking the course could very well get back to you as well and share their ideas. Excellent. Excellent. So, Check that out. Take control yes. of ADHD.com. It's right there on the homepage. Absolutely. see you in there. That's it. Okay. We're still talking about habits. Uh, where would you like to pick up on this theme of habits and uh, the, the role habits play in managing ADHD? Well, you know, obviously this has been on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, we're this is the second week that we've been talking about it. And, you know, as we said last week, it just plays such a huge role in how we manage ADHD. And just having these um, routines and structures in place, you know, really are important. But what I've noticed is that people have a hard time starting small. Even if we say, hey, start small, <laughs> start yeah, small. Right. It's still really hard to know what that even means. And, uh, you know, what I think is small, maybe too small, or what somebody else thinks is small is going from a list of 10 to five, and they think that's good. And that still may be setting them up to fail. So uh, this week, I really just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what small means and uh, not getting into that or not falling into the trap of uh, starting too big, because boy, I've done that so many times. And, and then, you know, what happens is I think, okay, I'm going to do this, this and this on Monday. Monday happens and I'm really good about it on Monday, but then Tuesday and Wednesday, I don't do it. And I think, okay, I'm going to start next Monday. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And it's just so awful. Um, so that's, that's what I want to talk about. But before I talk about my suggestions, I'm curious to know from you, Pete, 
you know, if you can think of a time where you started small with a new habit and what that was, just to give people kind of an example of, of that. Oh, and the other thing that I forgot to mention is I really want to wrap this around productivity um, because if we just kind of talk about habits, you know, in the broad sense and just it's too general, then it doesn't really help. So I'm narrowing that down to just being more productive. Okay. Yes. Well, you know, I have two that I'm thinking about, um, both of which we've talked at some length on the show in the past, uh, one more recently than the other. I'll, I'll start there briefly, uh, and that is around learning new things. Um, you know, we talked about memory and sleep and, and apps to help you learn when you go back to school several weeks back. Yes. And, and the app that I uh, have been thinking about that this question brings up is Quizlet. And uh, for me, it has been all around using, like, Figuring out what is a new thing I want to learn, something modest, something not to, I don't want to, you know, be a particle physicist, you know, I don't want to learn a whole new domain. Uh, but but let's just say I want to learn a few words to get me around China. I'm going to China later on, uh, or early 2017, I want to learn a few words. And so I found a great little modest little flashcard deck uh, for Quizlet. And I put that in there and started learning some words in Chinese and the little notifications that pinged me each day for just one minute. Uh, that said, hey, review this real quick, just real quick. That, mm-hmm. that was one that, that really helped me. And now Quizlet is home to all of my learning. But it, 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 I don't think it would have taken on if I had or, or really gained momentum for me if I had tried to put everything I was doing in Quizlet all at once. This is just one way for me to learn. The other around specifically productivity is in uh, going paperless. Yes. And, and yeah. For me, that was huge that that it was dipping my toe into Evernote as a pa- paperless management tool and uh, and figuring out what are the things that I want to start archiving in the recycle bin and maintaining digitally, um, you know, one bill or one statement at a time. And now I, I can confidently say I'm, I'm completely paperless, everything from daily mail to, um, you know, to notes, uh, meeting notes to um, checks and bills and statements. Everything has a system that ties in there. But for me, it was one every day at the same time, have an appointment on my calendar that says, what is something that I could scan Today, what is a system I could scan today? Before I take on every single filing cabinet that I had in my house mm-hmm. and my office, it was just one small thing that I could do. I love that. that and that's a great example because, yeah, you have to start small with that project for sure. Well, I'll tell you, for me, it was a long time ago when you first introduced me to OmniFocus. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes. And and it's interesting because I remember you telling me about it because prior to this, what I had, and, and this is using OmniFocus in a very simple way. So yeah. again, it's actually like starting it very, you know, a, a very small step in using OmniFocus and getting into the habit of using OmniFocus. Sure, so, just as a task list, just like yeah, let's start by getting data in it. That's exactly where I started because my habit was to have several notes and papers around my office about random ideas and things I wanted to do. And especially like not so much daily to do's, but it was those like business ideas, yeah, yeah. you know, like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do three websites instead yeah. of just one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know how that goes. Remember the membership program I oh, tried? I'm telling you. <laughs> 
Okay. Yes. I'm a true entrepreneur who has, uh, has tried things and failed, <laughs> but I'm still here. Uh, so that is where the OmniFocus really helped me is to, uh, get into the habit of not writing these business ideas onto a piece of paper that I was never going to see again, but to actually dump it into the inbox at, you know, inside of OmniFocus. So, for me, this was a game changer because then I started using it more as a to-do list and, you know, breaking up these tasks and realizing the membership program wasn't for me or you, <laughs> and it just didn't work. So, you know, moving on to the next thing. Um, so it was, you know, that was, a, that was huge for me. Definitely. That's it, it's really important. I think the idea of iteration and habits too. And I hope you talk more about that because it, it particularly around the ADHD mind, uh, because it, just building a habit and achieving it sometimes is its own end. And that's a problem that I have found that I run into in the past and, and colleagues of mine who also deal with this run into it in the past. Once you feel like you have mastered something, that's a really dangerous precipice that you're standing on because then you sort of want to move on. And well, well, then you have to talk more about that because I don't have that in my in oh, my geez. outline here today. So okay. yeah, talk All more right. about that, please. Oh, well. It, so how know, is that dangerous? Well, because, what happens? Well, because then, so let's just say, this is, I'll, I'll give you an example around, um, uh, around fitness, for example. So I was totally obsessed with the uh, 25 pull-ups app right? Uh, this fantastic fitness coach came up with a series of apps. It's like, did you, do you think you can't do 25 pull-ups? I'll bet you inside of six weeks, I can get you doing 25 pull-ups. If you do this thing, follow this app, do it every day. And I did it. I did it every day. I did the whole thing every day. And I did 25 pull-ups at the end of six weeks. And I was so proud of myself. And then I stopped doing pull-ups. It didn't become, it, it, it was, uh, it was targeted to become a habit to make doing pull-ups as part of a fitness routine a habit. But because I I attacked it in this way, like achieving 25 pull-ups became the goal. And once I was done, I was done. It was a challenge for it, you it more than challenge, it was a habit. The more, yeah. And I wanted it to be a habit. I deeply wanted it to be a habit. But every time I went up to the pull-up, I was like, huh, I can do 25 of these. I think I'll go eat a donut instead. <laughs> Because I'd already achieved the 25 pull-ups. That was a thing I'd already done. And so, you know, that happens. That has happened. Speaking about the paper, uh, it was a habit for a long time. And then as soon as I start to realize, hey, I'm, I'm paperless. Once I said I'm paperless, then, oh, my goodness, I am so paperless that I didn't see that stack of receipts that was piling up on the end table. I'm so paperless that I didn't notice that um, these bills, the Daily Mail, hadn't been scanned in the last two weeks. I'm so paperless that suddenly the system started to break down because I had moved on to something else. And and the nice part about it is, just as a caveat around the paper thing, when that happened, because I had a system in place, I knew what that habit was all about. And so once I recognized there was a problem, it was really easy to get it under control. Right, because so, you're not starting from yeah, scratch. Absolutely. I mean, you just have to kind of just make, take the time to, yes. to catch up. And, once and, I had, I realized, right. hey, I can schedule this, I can do it, and I can get it right, and everything will be scanned and I'll be back to normal. It, it'll take a few minutes. That's fine. Um, the, the real trick was recognizing that achieving a goal 
is not the same as establishing a habit. And that is a trigger for me. Like I have to be consciously aware of that every day or I will not be able to establish long-term habits. So that's what you're doing then is just that awareness that that it could be a potential roadblock for you and knowing that, no, this is a habit. It's not just a challenge, yeah, right? right, right. To, keep, to keep doing it. So yeah. that's sort of the the motivation there. Motivation and permission to think about this in a different way. Like, because I, you know, and I, I'm such a, believer in the power of habit and of building habits. But for my brain, if I don't stop and think of this, like I have to constantly say, this isn't, this isn't a goal. This is a journey. This isn't a goal. This is a journey. Getting to 25 push-ups is only the first step toward 50 pull-ups, you know? Well, and you know what? When you say that, it reminds me of like everything that I teach around organizing is that it's not just a one-time process. It is a journey. It is an ongoing thing. Um, you you don't just organize your space once and then and then expect that it's going to be like that forever. Precisely. Uh, yeah. Same thing with the pull-ups. You're not going to just do 25 pull-ups and think that you're going to be in shape forever. So that makes sense. But you know, I have to just say too that I've seen a lot of times where people beat themselves up because they'll see the receipts or they'll see that they haven't done the pull-ups for a while. And then they just kind of give up on it altogether. Like, okay, the system didn't work. I, I failed. It failed. I'm going to move on to something else. How do you get past that of just the shame that maybe you feel around not being as consistent as you would like to be? Uh, you know, I'll tell you for me, it's my, my built-in uh, accountability partner, mm-hmm. uh, my, my wife. If, if I didn't have her to be able to say out loud to her, I'm struggling with this right now. I am, I'm feeling broken. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I didn't have the, the, uh, sort of patience and permission in her to be able to share that vulnerability and that weakness, I don't think that it, I, I can say confidently and, um, delicately, it would not be as easy for me to pull out of these kinds of, of, of mm-hmm. those kinds of slumps. Mm-hmm. Right? Support. Yeah. That, it, I mean, that just kind of reiterates that, how important support is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's hugely important. And those kinds of things, when you get into those shame spirals, uh, my goodness, um, they're, they're tough to, they're tough to break. Well, and it's interesting too, because tough to break. And then it's also a representation. Like I had a, a, a client that it was just like an aha moment when she was telling me that for her, when she would stop a system, it was, or she wouldn't go back to it. Right. So if she wasn't consistent, she wouldn't go back to it. And the reason she wouldn't go back to it is because it was such such a representation to her of failing one more time. Like this was just one more thing that didn't work. And so for her, it was easier to just kind of blame herself and also blame the system and move on and not have to kind of face that. Absolutely. Because the system itself may not have been a bad system. It just, you know, for whatever reason, wasn't consistent for a period of time. But the good news, like you said, I think it well support for sure. But also what you said with the paper, especially, is that it was really easy for you to fix it. Yeah. Um, so if you do the work, you know, sort of at the beginning, set these systems up, um, keep that in mind, you know, that, that it's not going to nearly be as difficult when you're just maintaining it. So, right. right. And that it's, that it's okay. I mean, all of it is okay. It's okay even to feel bad about it. Yeah. Right. Um, it, and maybe, maybe for some that's motivation in itself. Maybe that kind of feeling kind of crummy about it is, is not good for others. But the, the whole point is that, you know, the point of developing systems is that you have a, a safety net when things go awry and and at least you know how it's like developing a new skill it's a new muscle at least you know how to do a thing 
when it when it gets hard. That's really when you need to know how to do a thing. It was when right. it's hard. That's the yeah. best time to know how to do a thing. Well, and I think having the flexibility of knowing it's just not going to go exactly the way that you have planned or what you have in your mind. And I talk to clients about that all the time is that even though you have this plan for the week, it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to go that way. So you have to walk into it with the flexibility in mind that no judgment, no, don't be tied to any kind of outcome because you just don't know. And that's okay. Um, And then this word should comes in all the time um, about they should be doing this and should be doing that. So you have to kind of call yourself on that too. It's like, okay, well, what are you comparing yourself to? And is it a fair comparison? And, you know, why should you be like everybody else? Why can't you just be who you are and do it your way? You know, um, I, I have a colleague who wrote a fantastic blog blog post all about, um, the should could conundrum. Like mm -hmm. what happens when you change your language around should and just replace the word should to could, Suddenly, your in- entire worldview opens. You know, totally changes. Yeah, yes, yeah. I I should, uh, you know, I I, sh- I I shouldn't eat that, you know, that horrible thing. Or, but I I could have eaten that horrible thing, but I chose not to. You know, I mean, suddenly you can you can pivot your language. It's a quick pivot of your language, and you have a a whole new way to to look at life that doesn't feel quite so awful. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So I have these small habits that I was going to talk about, but man, I feel like we just took this to a much deeper, nicer level. I'm sorry. I totally (laughs) hijacked your thing with one simple question. I hijacked the entire conversation. I apologize. No, do not apologize. I think it's really important. Um, So now we're going to go kind of back to the lighter side (laughs) of, you know, what small habits are, like what they look like. Um, So yeah. So take the serious hat off. And we're going to go back to just like some practical, practical tips. The serious head is off. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have talked about this so many times, but, uh, you know, a small habit that is so important for people, especially if they want to be more productive, is checking their calendar daily. Yes. Uh, this is the tool, right? If you feel like you have issues with time management and getting things done, I mean, your calendar is your like best friend and, uh, it has to be the tool that you go to all the time. But what, what I want you to do here is I am not asking you to evaluate your planner right now or to change your planner. I mean, I know we've talked about planners a lot Mm -hmm. lately too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not asking you to do any of that. I just want you to start small and just check it. (laughs) Just check it. Just check it. Just get into the simple habit of looking at it first thing in the morning and you can wrap it around something that you're already doing, like eating breakfast or, uh, you know, catching up on the news or whatever, but just check uh, which we've talked about that too, that that's not always a good thing to do in the morning. Uh, yeah, right. Maybe that's the first thing to do is, <laughs> is check your calendar, check your calendar instead. Yeah. But it's just getting into that habit of always checking it, always looking at it, um, first thing in the morning. And then eventually when that is, um, a habit and you're doing it without thinking and, and many of you out there probably are already doing this. Um, so it's just more of a reminder if, if it's not happening on a daily basis, but just get into that habit of doing it daily. And then again, middle of the day. And then again, in the evening, I mean, you just always want to constantly be looking at it because this really will 
help you feel more in control of your schedule, your time, your to-do lists, and matching the two, like what you have to do with the time that you have available. Um, And this is really critical for students, um, college students out there. I work with a lot of them. And right now, um, you know, is the time to go back to school. And they're not as used to looking at their calendars as, you know, us adults who've been out in the workforce for a while. Um, This calendar is very new to them and they're not, they're not used to that. So if there's any college students out there listening or parents of college students, make sure you talk to your, your kiddos about, um, you know, just getting into that habit. Absolutely. Yes. We just, we actually just started that on my 10 year old. He's absolutely transfixed by it. We have a shared reminders list and a shared calendar and he's adding everything to it. Oh, what Which, a great habit. Yeah, it's, young. it's yeah, it's a good one to start with and he's got his little iPod touch and it is, you know, he doesn't it's he just has it at home on Wi-Fi but he absolutely adores managing time and responsibilities that he can check off. That's yeah, great. Very handy. Yeah. Um okay, habit number 2 is this is the beginning of the habit of choosing. And what I want you to do is choose your one priority for the day, your top priority. And I know some people are probably like, oh, that's not very easy. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> um, but, beca- you know, but, but remember, we're starting small and this is just the habit of choosing. It's, it's, it's about prioritizing. But to do lists can get so overwhelming so fast, right? Especially if you're looking at something that's two pages long. And I'm all for having a master to-do list of some sort because I don't want you to keep it in your head. I want you to put it out somewhere. But for your daily to-do list, for the things that you have to do today, it's just not smart to be looking at that master list. It's too overwhelming. It's not effective. Um, And you're going to be spinning in circles. So what I want you to get into the habit of is just picking one task and don't worry too much if that's the perfect task. (laughs) You know, did I do right or wrong here? Just pick something because that's all you're doing is you are just getting into the habit of choosing and feeling good about your choice. Like, okay, I did this, right? I can do this. Um, Have a plan, you know, and, uh, and get that thing done and be, you know, as realistic as you can be, get support if you need to narrow it down and kind of figure out what that top priority should be. Um, but I think, you know, a big part of not feeling productive is really not knowing what to do. And, and at least this will ease that a little bit because you'll always have that one thing that you've already chosen. So, um, you know, it, it, again, it's just the habit of choosing and this is a small step for you to, to start in. Absolutely. Okay. So habit number three, self-care. We have to talk about self-care because if we're going to talk about productivity, we have to talk about that, right? That's right. That's makes right. Sense. Um, you know, we, when we're taking care of ourselves, then you're taking care of your ADHD and it's going to just be a lot better. If you didn't get a lot of sleep and you uh, ate donuts for breakfast and went to McDonald's for fast food, you know, or for lunch, you know, you're probably going to get a little distracted. You're probably not going to be as focused in the afternoon. You're probably going to feel a little tired, a little sluggish, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to take care of ourselves. And uh, we've talked a lot about this, but again, I just think it's such good reminders. Um, if sleep is an issue for you, which we already know, I think, what was it, 85% of adults it is, yeah. um, 
we talk about bedtime routines and how important they are, but really just begin with one change. So it could be, you know, just having a time where you cut off electronics or going to bed 15 minutes earlier. And that's all you're focusing on is going to bed at 1045 instead of 11. Um, you know, maybe having a cutoff time when it comes to eating sugar or, um, you know, snacks that, you know, aren't going to digest well when you're going to sleep, you know, changing the temperature in your room. Don't do all these things at once. That's not what we're asking or saying, but just choose one and get that down and then decide where you want to go next. It's not just small, like doing, taking small steps. It's like really metering uh, the way you handle your your daily activity. This whole idea of like drinking more water has such, it's such a small thing that has such an incredibly large impact. Yes, yes. And that's actually around nutrition and just sort of like what you're feeding your body. That was my next um, small habit is that just drink more water. Yeah. Drink an extra glass of water. Yeah, that's it. Just just yeah. start with an extra glass of water. Uh, you know, I think what is the the current thinking is you take your weight, cut in pounds, cut it in half, and that's the number of ounces you should you should drink every day. Because it turns out just saying, you know, drink 10 glasses of water, whatever that was for like when we were young, uh, that that doesn't really apply because, you know, we're all different sized humans. Right. Uh, and so I, I, I believe the current thinking is cut your weight in half. And that's the number of ounces you should drink every day. Uh, and not in giant gulps, not in giant like drink 64 ounces at once, uh, but but drink it throughout the day. And if you can work to that, you will see a, a huge impact, not just in how much you eat, but how well you sleep, how how like healthy your skin and face look. Your, your eyes, energy, your your eyes won't be level. all sunken in, you know, yeah. I mean, that's that's it's, it's amazing. Yes. It helps with headaches. I definitely and I definitely noticed when I drink more water, I have more energy. Like I'm not as tired um, in the afternoon. And and you know, an easy way to start with drinking more water would be just to drink a glass of water with every meal. Like yep. that would be an easy way. You're already eating, so instead of having a glass of milk, you're going to have you know a glass of water. Uh, instead of drinking soda, you know, drink the glass of water. I mean, just make these easy replacements that don't. That, that you just don't have to think too much about. Yeah, That's right. a great way to start. Um, and same thing with exercise. We've talked about this before too, but you know, you don't have to exercise for an hour and a half to feel like you're getting the benefits from it. Um, just start small, go, you know, one, I'm going back to one push up, right. From <laughs> yeah, uh, mini right. habits. Yeah. yeah. Tie it to go ski. into the bathroom uh-huh. and do a push up every time you flush. Right. So that's that book, Stephen Geis. So we'll have to put that in the show notes yeah. again. Cause I love that book. Um, but yeah, do one push up, do five minutes of walking when you're listening to taking control, the ADHD podcast, (laughs) (laughs) do your walk around the block, you know, while you're listening to us. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just starting small and, and, uh, not putting a lot of pressure so it doesn't make it hard. It's not something that's hard. Um, and then lastly, I just want to remind people that yes, this may be a slower way to get to your goals. You're not going to get it as fast. And I know that's really difficult with ADHD because you want it right now. Uh, but you are working on it. And, uh, even though it's taking a little bit more time, these type of the the small way of doing it or the small approach is going to make it a part of your life. And that's really important. And I think also just focusing that, you know, what you're doing right now, every choice that you're making, everything that you're doing to, 
to better your life, to help manage your ADHD. Um, it's all great. And that's what you have to focus on and not focus on the challenges or what you have left to do. Cause that's just going to get you into a rabbit hole. You don't want to go into, I believe we're all works in progress, right? We all are striving to be better. Um, although we are still good enough, just the way we are, Pete. That's right. Right. I Especially mean, yes. after we can do 25 pull-ups, then we can move on. Yeah. And eat the donut with pride. Damn it. <laughs> That was not the coaching I expected, but thank you. <laughs> yes. But that's the, I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I really emphasize that part because I just, you know, Brene Brown is my like hero and I love that she just, that's her message is we are good just the way we are. I, I, there isn't anything wrong with trying to strive to be different or better, but you're still good just the way you are. So don't beat yourself up. Truly. Be kind to yourself and uh, be positive and optimistic and know that, you know, you focus on the good, the more good is going to come your way. And, uh, you know, you have today, you have tomorrow and and life's a blessing. I know I'm on a soapbox right now, but, you know, well, that it was, is what it is. I ran yeah. into another challenge to a common axiom, you know, you always say live, live each day as if it's your last. And this was a fantastic response was like, why would you possibly want to do that? Because... <laughs> Like you'd spend every day, really busy day. Exactly, you'd like spend every day calling loved ones to say goodbye, and eventually that becomes old, and you and would live in, in like fear and panic about whatever comes next. Like, really, uh, you you would never plan. You would stop planning, and that's the upshot of it. Live every day as if it was your last, but really, you want to live every day as if you have a a ton left and and can start new grand things and and like change yourself over time. If you live every day like it's your last, you spend all day on a roller coaster every day i like that plan people you can do it you can learn you can change you can grow because you're good enough to do it yes that's it that's it all right we're out (laughs) thanks everybody for downloading listening to what has to appear to have been a rather identity challenged show (laughs) i know right uh but we appreciate you listening this is actually just proof that none of this is scripted like we go (laughs) wherever we we want to go That's a, well, or at least I am adept at hijacking your best laid plans. I'm sorry. For oh, you are always welcome to hijack. <laughs> well, in that way. In don't. that way. Right. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah. Uh, now thank, I'm going into paranoia. Yeah, I know. Stop to it. No, <laughs> just stop where you are. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening uh, to this. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>